Hey, so a little while ago, we were on the phone with uh, Mark Sherwood. He's sometimes called Dr. Sherwood, and of course, he is a healer. He also was in law enforcement for many years. You can look up his uh, history on his website. We're just going to go straight into the interview. It's great talking with Mr. Sherwood. Uh, he has a lot of plans for Oklahoma, but he also has a lot to say about how the People's Republic of China is seizing control of much of the land in Oklahoma, particularly land that is being used for agriculture, and they are converting that land into massive pot farms. The problem is all the Okies in Muskogee can't smoke what all the Chinese are growing in Oklahoma. So what exactly is going on there? Well, we'll let him tell you. And we'll talk about other things as well as he talks about the entire situation. Because there may be more than meets the eye here. And law enforcement as well is involved. Both state, local, and federal are very worried. As Oklahoma is being flooded with cartel smuggled in drugs from Mexico. Particularly dangerous items such as fentanyl and other items such as opioids that are very dangerous for people across the United States. Should it get through Texas and reach Oklahoma, hey, it's just a hop, skip, and a jump. And it can be here in New York City. And you know what? I wouldn't be surprised if some of those LLCs in Oklahoma buying up land and growing pot are not planning to export that all the way here. Because where they're going to ship it? California is growing its own. So is Nevada. Where is it going to go? Let's check it out. You're running for governor of Oklahoma, right? Yes, sir, I am. I see. And, and uh, so it's you and your wife driving down the road. Uh, you're campaigning pretty much by yourself, I'm assuming, at this point. Yeah, absolutely. My, my wife and I are um, keeping each other company, and we're traveling around the state doing our part just getting to know people and finding out how we can best represent them. So, as you're traveling around uh, Oklahoma, how, how much of the state is still owned by Oklahomans? I understand a lot of it is now uh, being bought up by people from different countries, and there's nothing wrong with foreign investment if, if they're doing good things, but apparently some of these investors uh, don't seem to have uh, Oklahoma or the country in their best interest at heart. They do not. Currently, Oklahoma has over 300,000 acres purchased by uh, the Chinese Communist Party and or their associates through dummy LLC corporations. There's loopholes in the law here that allow that to occur, and they have taken full advantage of that. And per capita, at least from the data that I've seen and, and, and studied, the Oklahoma land acreage purchase is more than any other state in these United States. And here, right now, the people are extremely concerned about that because it's becoming a home of weapons trafficking, drugs trafficking, and sex trafficking. There's even a deeper concern that there's an association now between the cartel and these um, Chinese Communist landowners because as recently as last week, there was a interdiction bust that yielded 
11 kilos of fentanyl, which is enough to kill 4.5 million people right in Oklahoma. So you're talking enough fentanyl right here to be able to kill off the entire population of the state, literally. And uh, it's becoming a problem. People are concerned. They're frustrated. The law enforcement are frustrated, and they're just not getting the support they need. When you when you look at it, uh, what's to blame, or who's to blame? You know, I look at it from the standpoint of, of top down, honestly. Um, and I always think it's responsibility because when you when you have an executive officer of the state, in this case the governor, who knows it's happening and is not being vocal about it and not saying we have a problem, because you, you can imagine what it would be like for the enemies of these United States being in a state where a governor was going, I'm going to get you out of here. I know what you're doing. I'm coming for you, and you're going to leave. Versus someone that's just passive and saying nothing. Passivity has been unquestionably perceived as weakness. And right now, people are very frustrated. Uh, when I get out in rural Oklahoma, they're extremely tired of it. And they're becoming quite hopeless because these cash purchases of land are continuing to get more and more and more. And you, when you think about an economy that is struggling and someone coming up and offering you three times more than a land's worth in cash, you know, what are you going to do? You know, you're, you're clouded by that immediacy, but yet it's contributing to a big problem. So these aren't, like, let's say, um, uh, what, what do they call them in, uh, in Mexico? I know there's a, there's a group of... Uh, Chinese Mexicans that uh, they call them Chinesca. So these aren't local to the United States. These aren't Chinese Americans. These are people from the PRC or uh, uh, from outside of the country who are coming in. These aren't Asian Americans doing this. That's correct. And so again, nothing against uh, legal immigration. That's fine. That's awesome. That's great. That's the American dream. But what's not okay is you have this loophole created under the idea we're doing this with the legalized marijuana as a covering and incidentally uh, Oklahoma has four times more marijuana permits sold than the state of California who is well known to be a state of marijuana love right so you, you think about this something is really dreadfully wrong here right in the buckle of the Bible Belt and it's an attack point because they buy up land around military bases, you eat up the agricultural land, and you eventually choke the people out. That's what I see. So uh, I would say that old song about Okies and Muskogee, uh, that's all changed now? <laughs> yeah. Um, I wish it was uh, all about Okies from Muskogee and good old you know, God-fearing people of Oklahoma, but it's not that way anymore. There's a deep concern that Oklahoma is being the centerpiece of a major terroristic move across these United States. And that's my concern as well. I mean, why would the Chinese Communist Party come here? Because of the path of least resistance. There's no stopping them at present. They have a loophole here that allows through different various 
entities through dummy corporations to eventually have ownership. Now, I think some people in Oklahoma are absolutely involved in this. And again, it's going to require some intense and very open-minded investigations to understand the linkages because somebody, realtor-wise, or somebody's realtor-wise, is connecting these landowners with the money. And that's going through, uh, again, dummy corporations that have members of these corporations that are funding these things through CCP money. Well, have you checked if there's a guy named Hunter involved? Because he seems to go to China and get a lot of money and bring investors in. No, <laughs> no doubt, right? It's like the more you dig deep into this stuff, the more you're like, is this a global move? Is it part of the global strategy? And to me, it looks like it because ultimately, when you sell out like that or the idea of this global strategy, you forget the local people. And America used to be the land of the free, the home, the brave, one nation under God, indivisible. But now it's becoming quite the opposite. And you see compromise. Now you still get out in the rural area. There's a lot of people that really, whether it be in, you know, New York State or whether it be in Oklahoma State, you still have people out there that really understand God, you know, country, constitution, freedom, etc. Mm -hmm. But not like it used to be. Not like it used to be. Well, uh, in a way, there's there's a bit of that from both ways, and I'll give you an example. My landlord, where I live in New York City, is Chinese. Uh, they are from the People's Republic of China, or were originally. He drives an F-150. His wife wears a MAGA hat. They're proud Republicans, and they fly a Trump flag on their pickup truck in New York City. Um, but but their people, they escaped from China uh, during the during the worst part of the, the crackdowns in Hong Kong and whatnot. And, uh, you know, they, they had come from mainland and gone over there. So you do have these Chinese who have come to the United States seeking a better life. They've become American citizens, in the case of my landlord here, um, and have actually become Republicans and conservatives, and they're Christians. They're Chinese Christians. Um, but are, are you seeing that also as well? Are, are other Chinese Americans or other Asian Americans aware of what the CCP is doing in Oklahoma, you think? You know, I don't think so. I think this is more of a, of a leadership type of thing. You know, you look at, and I'll, I'll use this classic example of America. You know, our leaders, from what we observe by their actions, by their uh, lack of awareness and knowledge of the United States Constitution, the, the lack of appreciation of people's rights, I, they don't appreciate the people at all. Those are certainly, uh, I would consider them domestic enemies of the state. But you look at that, they have alliances, as you correctly mentioned a moment ago, with Ukraine and China and wherever else they have. And, you know, my question is always, what about the people? And I believe probably the people of China are just like us. They just want to be left alone and to be able to, you know, pursue life, liberty, and, the, and, and happiness. And I don't think it's the people that cause the problem. It seems like it's this group of elitists that cause the problem. And, you know, from the Chinese Communist Party, I mean, their leaders, they do not like America, other than what America can do for them. So what better way to take over America and crush it than to infiltrate it without firing one bullet? Well, I'll give you an exa another example. Uh, I, I was one of the first journalists to report on something that, that when I first reported on it, uh, I, I was based in Southeast Asia. I could still see back then. 
and uh, was out with uh, some of my relatives who live out on an island on the western part of the Philippines. And uh, it was near a place called the South China Sea. And we went out to a bunch of reefs, ironically named Mischief Reef, and we found that the uh, People's Republic of China had put up, oh, I'd say six or seven tiny little huts in the water. And they called them fishermen shelters. Well, uh, a lot of fuss went down. It took a bunch of years. Eventually, uh, now those little huts have become islands that they reclaimed out of the South China Sea. Um, and, and uh, you know, over the years, I've been watching that story now practically since 1995 when I first wrote about it for the Associated Press. Um uh, I guess what I'm trying to tell you is if they've got 300,000 acres now, you better keep an eye on it because they may have 3 million acres soon. Yeah, there's no question. It's, it's, a, it's a design strategy because right now it's happening so fast that law enforcement can't keep up. And so it's a sheer numbers game. I was talking to the uh, assistant chief of the state police just Saturday, and he told me they don't have enough people to stop all the traffic coming into the state because, again, we have open borders to the south. I'm talking about the, the Mexican border off of the state of Texas. Mm-hmm. And so he, he is very clear that the CCP owning this land has provided a, a platform, an ability, a land uh, port, if you will, for the cartel to come up here and run their drugs. And so it's becoming a major issue here. And I don't think the problem's going to be solved like overnight. It's going to take concerted statewide effort with multiple law enforcement involved to put a stop to this. So your, your goal right now, okay, aside from obviously the primaries, is uh, you, you have two weeks and uh, people have two weeks to, to cast their vote. Uh, what do you think your chances are with, with uh, these issues and other issues you have in Oklahoma? Well, I've been very clear. I am not a politician and will not become one. I have no interest other than serving the people of Oklahoma. And from my law enforcement background, I understand what it means to truly protect and serve. And so I think we've got a good chance. We've appealed our case to the grassroots organizations, the people, and the people resonate with the message. Um, we are battling two forces. Number one, we're battling a liberal agenda, but number two, we're battling a rhino agenda, too. The establishment rhinos in Oklahoma are as much of a problem as sort of extremely liberal uh, Democrat. We need people back into office that support neither. We need people that are called statesmen and stateswomen that understand the rights. Polling-wise, we have polled, number one, at least once in the rural area. Uh, in the cities and the bigger areas, we're always number two. So I would say we've got a decent chance to uh, either win the primary or certainly push it to a runoff. Uh, but we're, we haven't worried about it, honestly. We've just done our part. We would do this to uh, answer the call. And our job is to stay focused on the mission, and we're going to stay focused on the mission until we don't need to focus on the mission anymore. Mm-hmm. And and where do you see uh, you know your, your mission leading? I mean, I, I'm sure there are other issues in in, in Oklahoma aside from you know uh, these uh, land purchases and and uh, law enforcement issues. Uh, 
I realize that right now, you know, uh, people are worried about the price of gas and, uh, and, and not only that, the price of food. I mean, you know, people can't feed them, their families anymore in some states. It's not so much of a problem in, in a place like New York City where you can find three jobs in one day, but that's not the case in, 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 in say, Oklahoma City or, or other parts of, uh, of uh, you know, the, the Midwest. It's not, and the issues are multiple, and I'll just give you kind of a quick rundown of them. Obviously, um, long story short, I'll talk about the issues in a second, but what I want to create here is the uh, firm stance on the Tenth Amendment, meaning that we as the state need to understand that we, the people, and the states have superior superiority to the federal government. That can give us the opportunity to do something very unique. We can become energy independent agriculturally independent, economically independent, which gives us the ability to have things here in the state and produce them in a way that gives the people access to things like you mentioned, energy, food, water, shelter, and opportunity. Now, we have multiple issues that are stopping us from doing that. We don't have people that are in our executive branch or even in our leadership that even understand the Tenth Amendment, much less they're always asking the federal government for permission. We have got to begin to close that down and really teach the people to stand up for themselves because tyranny is when the a people fear the government, but freedom is when the government fears the people. And in Oklahoma, we are busting at the seams with scandals. Every time you turn on the news or open the paper, there's scandalous corruption allegations against the current governor. Uh, there's questions about integrity, accountability. There's money that's been lost. It's unaccounted for. Uh, there's currently an investigation going on about an ethics violation that could result as much as a felony based upon the amount of money involved with our current governor. We also have here a clear not following what we consider our GOP platform stance. I walk around the state with this thing. Most of our politicians and most of the citizens have never heard of that. We don't do it. We have the center of diversity, equity, and inclusion right here in this state at the University of Oklahoma in Norman, Oklahoma. So we have the idea of the critical race theory here taught in schools. We have indoctrination being taught, questionnaires in the schools talking about do you identify with a male, female, et cetera. And these are students. Schools need to be a place of learning, not a place of indoctrination. Here we have, in, in just Oklahoma, we have 39 tribes. There weren't any state. And it irks me that we have zero relationship. This governor has torched the relationship over money. And I don't really care about money. I care about relationships more. I've already tried to reach out to the tribes. There's a very confusing ruling down here. It's called McGirt. It's a McGirt, M-C-G-I-R-T. And it's really a, a ruling that has uh, identified sovereign land of the Native Americans. And there's 39 tribes in this state, and so there's the issue of sovereignty of the Native tribes. I see it as sovereignty of the Native tribes and sovereignty of the state. Sovereign nations working together to accomplish the common good. I've already reached out to the tribes, about half of them, and doing my best to build relationships. And they've been burned so many times, they 
They lack trust, and, and I frankly don't blame them. But I'm not going to break my word. I promised I'd meet with them once a month and will, and they promised to work together with me. And I see an opportunity there in that to build back this idea of a congruent relationship better than it's ever been before. Um, we have to get in Oklahoma the people's voices back and quit trying to lure businesses here that are ideology different than we have here in the state. Because when it becomes about drawing money in at the expense of the quality of life, the culture from which we live, changing the culture to a culture that's not going to be congruent with the lifestyles of Oklahomans and their wishes, we have huge problems on our hands. And that's just the tip of the iceberg, but that gives you a good idea of what we, we are dealing with. You know, overall, uh, I, I think most people, you know, when, when they when they think of Oklahoma, you know, they think of the panhandle, the area above Texas, what used to be Indian territory, like you mentioned with with the tribes, you know, being being so uh, so large with the number of Native American tribes, people moved on to that that land, and and uh, nobody really being from there in, in many cases, except some of the some of the tribals, but. Uh, uh, you know, it's 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 I guess a case of uh, of trying to figure out how you guys can can succeed in uh, a situation that is compared to where I am, uh, literally a world away. It's almost like a different country. Um, well, yeah, I agree with that. Uh, the challenge we have is trying to sit down at a table and figure it out how to work together, how to move something forward, how to uh, create new innovative solutions to go forward and make it work. And it's a challenge, but it's also an opportunity that we uh, we will embrace and we will do. Because I've never, and my wife's never, this is not our style to look at a problem and look at it as just a problem. We've looked at it as a opportunity for a solution. And so this is no different. We're looking at it. You know, God has gifted us to heal people, and now he's gifted us to heal an economy and heal the people of the state, um, emotionally and even physically. Okay, Mark. Well, we want to wish you all the best in the world, and, uh, you know, we'll, we hope uh, you uh, you and your wife uh, have a safe journey there while, while driving along. Uh, is there anything else you'd like to add, uh, any last uh, thing that you'd like to say? No, I appreciate the opportunity, and uh, certainly if people want to reach out to us and find out where we stand and what we stand upon, I think that's good. How would they we're reach out sure to we're... you? Uh, are you on Twitter, Facebook? Uh, you have a yes. website? Um, yeah. We do. Our website is Sherwood2022.com. Um, all of our platforms are there public for people to see. We have an app that people can download, Sherwood2022, and we are here to help. I mean, we're here to serve the people, and if people wonder, you know, kind of our background, where we came from, they can certainly look at, uh, mm -hmm. and they can look at our, our clinic website, which is Sherwood.tv. Sherwood.tv, okay, and, and are yes, you sir. on any uh, social media at all? Oh, yeah, we're on uh, Twitter, we're on uh, uh, Instagram, we're on Facebook, um, we're on Telegram, uh, and we got video channels on YouTube and Rumble and all that kind of stuff as well. All right. Well, we'll, we'll, we'll try and put that in the show notes as well for you.
Up is down, left is right, bad is good, confusion. And God is not the author of confusion. God wants to bless America, but it starts with his people first, repenting and the ending of sin. We have been in ministry the last 20 years. It was in prayer that the Lord began to convict me to run for office. And so I'm excited about Dr. Sherwood stepping up to the plate. This is a man after God's own heart who will not compromise with the devil. He's bold, he's courageous. I'm Nick Vujicic. Warren Hamilton. I'm Jake Merrick. And I endorse enthusiastically Dr. Mark Sherwood as governor of Oklahoma. The ending of slavery happened with total abolishing of it. We must see this as well for abortion. It's America's Holocaust. We still have abortions in Oklahoma. How can you be pro-life and have one abortion? Why not stop it right now? And I make a commitment right now that I'm going to do everything I can to completely abolish abortion in the state of Oklahoma within the first 30 days of office. Vaccine mandates that are being rolled out right now are entirely unconstitutional and unbiblical. Every state that's a member of these United States that's a member of our union said we'll abide by the Constitution. That's why we don't tinker with it too much. So I believe the word mandate doesn't equate to law. I am a big believer in the Tenth Amendment, and that means state sovereignty. I would propose that every single business owner in Oklahoma that's affected by that ridiculous mandate push back and say no, because they don't own you. The federal government does not own you. We need to own that amendment, understand what it is, and not be afraid to push back. We have to understand where critical race theory came from. Obviously, it comes from the Marxist handbook. And if we preach this and promote this, we end up a Marxist nation. It is not social justice. It is not anti-racism. It's actually racism in its purest form. The very thing Martin Luther King Jr. talked about, we're not going to allow this to be taught where we judge by the color of our skin. There's one race. It's called the human race. I'm not going to apologize for being white. I'm not even white. I don't even know what I am. Kids in school need to be taught how to live life. Right now, we're teaching them theories about how to hate. That's not education, that's brainwashing. We will not do that under my administration. We will find every school that does that. And if they don't like it, they can take their education and find another state that will accept that nonsense. People all need to be healed. Our state needs to be healed, our land needs to be healed, the economy needs to be healed and our confidence needs to be healed. Our hope needs to be restored. God has gifted us as healers. We know that we're called to not just heal people individually like we do, but we know now we're called to heal a group of people called the state of Oklahoma. My name is Mark Sherwood, and I'm running for governor of the state of Oklahoma. So that's pretty much it from uh, the Oklahoma candidate for governor. You know, I, I just looked up the polls for Oklahoma, and there were none. Yeah, uh, that was that was kind of weird to go to a state as big as Oklahoma and then go online to different polling sites and not find any nationally published polls. And that usually means that whoever is running polls, because every politician, every sitting governor, every sitting congressperson runs a poll. And the fact that they are not releasing the results tells you that incumbents who usually run those things are probably worried. 
And it could be, it might be, it just may be because of people who are running that they did not expect to run who are doing very well. Well, that's the latest for me for now. I'm Mike of New York. We will have more soon. Hey, have a great day. Listen to this.